ESPNW presents Be Honest with Carrie Champion. We can't have the inmates running the prison. That, according to Bob McNair, Houston Texans owner, in a story reported by ESPN. Well, after that quote obviously made news, his reply or apology, I regret that I use that expression. I never meant to offend anyone, and I was not referring to our players. I used a figure of speech that was never intended to be taken literally. I would never characterize our players or our league that way, and I apologize to anyone who was offended by it. It being, we can't have the inmates running the prison. That being uh, in reference to basically what's going on in the NFL, the protests, the anthem, the inmates, the players, cannot run the prison, the league. That's unfortunate. Uh, Today, on Be Honest, I'm going to ask a former NFL player, Marcellus Wiley. You all know him. Sweet, lovable Marcellus Wiley. Uh, His thoughts on what's going on with the league. I'm really confused as to why we have gotten to this place. But more importantly, I'm even more confused by how the players feel. I know they have to be feeling some type of way. Uh, Sit back, relax, get ready to be educated and entertained on this edition of Be Honest. Marcellus Wiley of Sports Nation, of his own radio show here in Los Angeles. Marcellus Wiley, the mayor of L.A. What else do I call Marcellus Wiley? Just that, just that dude, that that sweet dude that is just always fun Hello. and always to be around, always good to be around. I thank you for joining us. I think this is your first time on my podcast. Uh-huh. The invite got stuck in the mail, right? That's how it goes? Well, mm. because the way my check-ins and my savings are set up, <laughs> right. I was like, oh, I didn't know. No, Marcellus, yes, I, I, and we ain't got to start heavy, but I do want to know, I, I know you still have friends in the league. What yeah. are they thinking? Uh, I mean, it's all across the board. You talk about the statements that you just read uh, from owner McNair. And look, I'm not a super sensitive guy, so uh, bear with me when I say that that didn't initially offend me. Uh, I saw the outrage and that made me have a different sympathy and exposure to who were offended by those comments. He tried to go cliche. He butchered the cliche. <laughs> He's talking about the power dynamic. I don't think it was with a racial undertone, but of course you can always suggest that it was, but he's talking about a power dynamic that uh, I hope people understand. That's what the employer employee relationship really has encapsulated. What is that? The dynamic is when you're a player, you are expressing your physical athletic talents for a check. And there's nothing more important than the business of football. That's why you come become a professional athlete. Um, and when you become a professional athlete, money, politics, uh, things of this nature do come into play beyond just how good are you? Uh, Colin Kaepernick comes to mind. So what what he was saying is basically – and I'm sure he said it in private, and he probably said it in a circle of trust. He assumed, hey, man, you know that the buck stops with us. You know that the buck starts with us. You know that we paid the bucks. You know what? No one's going to tell us what to do. Now, how offensive is that if you're going to any workplace dynamic and you say to your boss, X, Y, Z, and he says, I'm listening, but the buck stops with me, and I have the final word or say. He said it in a way that is insensitive to some, um, and I can understand that and respect that. But 
if we're going to now be outraged with the obvious, uh, we're really looking for things to be upset about. If we're now going to be outraged with the obvious, let's talk about that for a moment, because you are saying that that has always been the dynamic. Uh, but what about the mindset or just the, the privilege that Bob McNair has? And he's not even apologizing for it. He knew. Ex- I feel mm. as if. He knew what he was saying. While he didn't think that was offensive, the mindset tells me I own you. Do you think that ESPN thinks they own us? Well, um, just by the the literal translation of title, (laughs) he is called an owner. Um, Now, does he own anybody? No. He owns the opportunity to get this money to express your gifts. He does own that for that one team of 32. He does. It's just frank. Like, he can one day – NFL can discriminate. ESPN, they can't. Uh, NFL says, how old are you? You just turned 30? Hey, you know what? I'm not feeling you. Right. How much you weigh, Wiley? Get on the scale. Uh, you know what? A little too chunky for me. Hey, how fast are you? Oh, you don't run a 4-4? Get out of here. Like, mm. they can discriminate. And what's being highlighted right now is those elements that we glossed over that we thought would never be confronted with social political issues. We never thought we would see the person that was inside that player that was before that helmet came on. We didn't think we would get there. We're there now. Okay, listen, I and they said it's not fair to compare because the NBA is uh, you know, not is the play, the owners seemingly respect the players more. Uh that wasn't the case with former Clippers owner, you know that, but right. they got him up out of there. But it seems to me that um in the NBA there's more uh, respect for the players and if we had to use Bob McNair's term, they do run the prison. Um, I, I would disagree. Um, I think you're deluded anyone who thinks that any professional athlete has uh, a car blanche or has executive power over their owner. Think you about think it. LeBron does? Nope. Why? Um, no one's bigger than the Shield, NFL, uh, the game, because the game is bigger than you individually. Think about the power that, that comes. One, they have guaranteed contracts. So I could see why someone – is under that impression that they look like they run the quote-unquote prison. Right. Um, when you have 200-some million dollars invested in such player, right. guess what you listen to? More of what such player thinks and wants and desires. When you're in NFL and you have a non-guaranteed contract that has guarantees in it, but it's not to the fullness of the contract, you listen to less of what that same player is saying. Okay. It's kind of simple. You're saying that the player that is, has more value, that is worth more money, the, the owner will pay attention to him. Oh, so absolutely. there are more players in the NFL that have less value in terms of dollars to an actual uh, uh, organization than there are in the NBA. In the right. NBA, LeBron means a lot to the franchise. He means a lot to the league. So they're going to listen to him when he talks, right? But isn't there just a different mindset? Adam's mindset, and I'm talking about the NBA commissioner, over how the Roger, Roger operates is completely mm. different, the NFL commissioner. Um, yeah, look, their dynamic is set up differently, and I respect Adam Silver's much more than I do Roger Goodell's. Roger Goodell has his face in front of discipline. And let's just take this to a mob mentality or uh, a, a structure that in which you can't be the hitman and be the one that's growing the business. You can't be the guy that say, you know what, I'm the godfather, but I'm also going to do the dirty work. Mm-hmm. He does the dirty work, and then he comes back and says, no, this is my franchise, and I am in charge of the shield and protecting the brand. And in, in, in the NBA, it's a little different. You don't see Adam Silver stepping out in front saying, I am the disciplinarian, okay. judge, jury, executioner, the same. Um, but the, the NBA has a rule. You can't take a knee. 
Like, like the NFL doesn't even have a rule. But they don't even they don't even need to take a knee because they're okay with using their voices and wearing their T-shirts and not fear of repercussion. Yeah, and you know what's crazy? Now, let, let's talk, people. We all grew up hearing actions speak louder than words. Right. The NBA basically says you can't act in protest during the anthem, mm-hmm. but we give you the words. Now, which one's more powerful? The words. No, I thought actions speak louder than words. I feel we like flipped it now, huh? Because, right, you're right. Uh, you're huh? right. You're huh? right. So, no, you're uh, right. You're right. Let's be careful, y'all. And then that but 200 here's the million. Deal. You, okay, I'm sorry. I, mm. I am of the belief that if, 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 in fact, everyone wants, because we're asking people to be nuanced in a world that feels I'm black and white, they want to see stuff black and white. There's no gray for a lot of people in the world that are upset about you kneeling. So in a world where people don't see any gray and it's black and white, I don't want you to I'd rather you just stand and use your words and use your money and use your visibility. But I would right, think I'm with you there. I would think that this that this that's happening right now would force the NFLPA, which I don't understand, and you can maybe help me with that. The players to have some more say, to feel like they need more say, and not sign these contracts and try to get this three to five years. I know you want your money, but when it comes to stuff like this, you need power. You need a say. <sighs> now nah, we cooking, and you know what's interesting? I'm glad I'm, I'm on this podcast with you because we can breathe on this. Um, um, a lot of people are going back with historical references and saying what the athletes should do now is something what the athletes should have done then or they actually executed then. It's a different climate. Um, let's talk about the 60s and 70s protests from the sure. modern-day athlete. That guy didn't have the same level of respect from owners, from ownership, uh, from that level of society that really did something in power, resources, legislation, et cetera. So when you don't have that respect, you must protest because your day-to-day climate, endeavors, activities are already being suppressed. And it's obvious you're in an enlightened place because you're a pro athlete. So what do you do? You're Muhammad Ali. What do you do? You put your fist in there. What do you do? You say no. And now these athletes are in a different place where those owners will listen to you. Now, will they obey you? That's a different conversation. But will they listen? Can you, as an NFL player, before, let's go the day before Colin Kaepernick's protest, could you walk up to your owner and say, you know what, I have an agenda, and I would like for you to listen to it and support it? I say yes. From my former days of being an athlete who supported the charities Mm -hmm. and supported the endeavors of our owners, I I say yes, right? Now, I would have issued a a plan to be executed like this. I have a plan, and I want you to match it. Now, I know you're charitable. I know you – you go to any NFL practice or game. Watch the fence line and how it's outlined and highlighted with banner after banner, breast cancer, uh, charity, play six, whatever you want to say, right? So then now I got one owner saying, hey, you know what? Because you're putting your money where your mouth is, and this is obviously obviously a big – PR push and a positive PR spin for me and this organization and you as well, I'll support you. Now I call 31 other teams and call my best friend or the best player. And I say, you're the ambassador for your team to make your owner match. Now let's do this as a collective because when it comes down to it, only two things you really needed from all of this uproar. You needed resources and you needed legislation change. And the owners of the NFL have signed off on legislation change. There needs to be more. But you need resources. You need to come back with the power. And I think that got lost in the activism is the power that you could have activated. On the other side of the break, we will have more from Marcellus Wiley and what's going on in the NFL. Marcellus, I have an issue with a couple of things. Oh, let's do it. 
I can tell you, while what you say sounds extremely logical, we have to go back to even more so the genesis. Colin Kaepernick was protesting on his own. He, he was minding his business until someone asked him, and then it became outrage. He didn't want to take a knee. He was told by Nate, Nate Boyer to take a knee, who mm. was a veteran. He, did, he thought, okay, well, fine. All right, if you guys think that's more respectful, then I'll do that. And then everyone, that message gets lost, that a white right. person who served in the Army told him, take a knee. That's what you should do. That's more respectful. That's a happy meeting. And he just did what he said because he thought that he was bringing him a message that was a happy medium so he could still get his message across. But then all of a sudden it became it became an infringement on First Amendment rights, which I still feel like happens in so many different companies today. My girlfriend works at a spa. She's like, they told us we can't tweet or talk about the president. We can't do this or that. And to me, it's the basic infringement on First Amendment rights. Why can't we talk about that? Um, was when it, we're all, when am I Carrie Champion, not Sports Center anchor? Mm. When can I talk about this in public and not be afraid of what might happen to me at work, or not be concerned about the repercussions? Because when am I Carrie Champion, just chilling at home, you know, wearing my my yoga pants, and I just want to just get some some hot takes off? <laughs> when can I do that? Um, that's a great conversation. I think that answer should always proceed. Your action. Um, you should know when you can and cannot. Now, every every individual, every Marcellus, enterprise is different. You cannot tell me you don't know when you can and cannot. You always on. You Marcellus Wiley. Well, I'm the same person, but I'm not into politics. I'm not into talking. I'm not into T-shirts. I'm not into kneeling. I'm from the hood. I'm from the voiceless and the powerless. I'm looking there, and I'm still reminded by vivid images, whether it's because I'm still there and seeing people or because that was my upbringing, my rearing that I don't care what you do in a stadium. I need you to bring that back to this community. You don't feel any. I don't need that. That's noise. Let me ask you this. That do doesn't you, change my when life. When you go in the community, do you feel any pressure from those you meet? Because I've seen you walk around the mm-hmm. streets and they love you. They walk up to you like you, Michael Jackson. You don't feel any pressure at all, Michael Jackson, to speak out on their behalf. Or like you just said, give a voice to those who don't have a voice. You don't feel any need to speak up on what's ailing them and giving them a problem. And if you don't, how do you how do you pay it forward or how do you give it back? Um, I don't feel that pressure because that pressure comes with a responsibility. I feel more responsible. Here's the thing. When you're growing up and you're really from this, and let's be real, not everybody knows this is from this or about this, but everyone wants to, like you said, hey, let me let me posterize this and wear the shirt. Let me send a tweet. That's cute. That's fine. And that brings awareness and attention. But you know what? That has to materialize. That has to monetize. That has to translate. I'm from this place. I'm responsible when I was allowed to maneuver and show my talents in the classroom and on the field by my neighborhood and my circumstances, they told me two things. One, go get it. Like, whatever you're going to become, ourselves become the greatest thing. Don't be like us. Don't gang bang. Don't be no crip like mm-hmm. us. Don't be no drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Go get it, Wiley. And two, when you go get it, bring it back here. Mm-hmm. Don't talk about it. Be about it. Don't sing it. Bring it. So when you see t- when I see T-shirts and I'm like, that's cool. At Arrowhead Stadium that you got microphones and cameras on you. So, yeah, let the world know this was about. But then, damn it, where are you making that 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 translation to the people who need that? And what are those needs? That's an easy way to do it, to put on the shirt. Colin Kaepernick is doing it. Look, Colin Kaepernick is doing it. He did it to the tune of $1 million of his own money. Love that. That's huge. And he got Jed York to give him a million dollars. Two million dollars. He still is doing it in other capacities. Oh, yeah. oh, uh, he's doing it in other ways. My say, he's not talking yeah. about it. He's uh, he's being about it. So I love this, that. So, but at the same, he's without a job. 
Oh, hold for on. What he believes. Now, now we on, we, we on, on something, something different. <laughs> what, what? We on something different. It, it, it's tangent and it's also uh, related to it. But let's say this. Let's stay in this lane first. Okay. How many owners in the NFL? Thirty-two. Yeah. Um, Colin Kaepernick gave one million. His owner gave one. Um, simply to me, is a challenge issued where that number is not two million. It's sixty-four. Day one. Like before we even get to. Oh, you now have a job or wherever that fallout is. That was a year later to fall about nine months later when, when he opted out of his contract. But before we even get there, can we just start with a 64? Cause I'm telling you, the, whether you want to do it the, the nice way, owners, please come there. I gave a million. I need y'all to give a million. Or you can say, I'm going to put this PR pressure on you. Or you don't want to support my causes and I support yours. Then that turns into that number, but it's just money there. You're talking about him not having a job. He doesn't have a Here's, job because he wanted to stand or kneel for a cause. And because he kneeled for a cause and put his money where his mouth is, he did all of the things that you're saying that they don't do. He be he was about it. He didn't talk about it. He was about it. But he didn't. He refused to compromise in a way in which that bothered them. Although he decides, okay, I'm going to stand now. Yeah. But he didn't set a – look, I got my own issues with him. He set a, he set, <laughs> he set a blaze, Here's, right? He set a blaze, but here's the thing. Here's what I always counter with. How many people have been fired, not brought back, suspended, Punished because they were told they couldn't kneel. Not a single player. Now, I'm not talking about before Trump jumped in this. I'm talking about not a single player. And the week before Trump jumped in this, they only had four guys kneeling. Guys were re-signed that actually protested. Mm-hmm. Owners were on record saying, you know what? Do what you want to do. Um, I don't. Colin Kaepernick got caught up in the wrong sentence, and this sentence is true for any football player. Are you an expensive backup or are you going to be a starter that we don't know and can trust? And look, at the numbers that he wanted, You're and right. it could, look, You're when right. you, if he would, if he would have done this two years ago as a Super Bowl, if he would have done this with Harbaugh, come on, y'all, will You're we right. stop? Can You're we right. stop dressing right. this up differently? Right. Like when you become. Everybody knows when it meant. I've it's been about, high and low. It's about money. It's about business at the end of the day. I understand that. My my bigger picture was to have you on and be like, if I'm in the NFL and I'm a player, and especially if I work, if I play for the Texans, I feel some type of way. Mm. I feel like, wait, what? Wait, I know this is what it is, but damn, do you really have to tell me it, this is what it is? <laughs> Hold on. So you're see, it, it, it's something. I'm like in in theory, right? Like far far left. I know this is what it is. I work for you, and you probably don't respect me the way I think you respect me in theory. But I want to believe that I work so hard for you that you value me and what I bring to this team. That's what I want. That's what I want to feel about my employer. I uh, I I know what it is. Yeah. But I want to believe something else because that's what I can get up and go to work and put my pads on and work hard for you. Now, if I know like you take this and I like know the devil, I'm like, and I'm Mm. just using that as a term, not him per se. I'm like, oh, okay, oh. Do I feel like I'm going to work today? Well, you know what? I never want to be in that place. Um, I don't need that as my fuel and motivation. I like it raw the way it is, the real way. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a term in comedy saying that it's not funny when it's a bullseye. Here's the case in point. If you call a fat person fat, mm-hmm. that ain't funny. When you call somebody who's trying to look a little skinnier or trying to gain some weight and you go there and say fat, it's kind of funny. But when you look at the fat person, and they obviously fat, obese, and you say a fat person. People are like, eh, two bullseye. Here's the problem why this all of a sudden caught people up and got people off guard and was like, that ain't even cool to hear, let alone funny. He hit a bullseye. He said exactly the way it is and the, exactly mm. what you would do if you were owner. Like, mm. think about it. You want to live under oppression where it's like, act like.
like you value me. Mm-hmm. Why? You already know what the value is. You give, you get. Right, I business. give, you get. Right. Like th- that's right. that's the power that's dynamic. You that's come in my house is. right now. I love everybody. Take your shoes off. Yeah. Now, if you don't take your shoes off, you're yeah. not in my house. My uh-huh. son ain't picking up bumblebees that you brought in the house from okay. the bottom of your shoes and ants. Like, uh-huh. it just ain't happening. Uh-huh. And that's the thing. This owner says something that people just can't wrap their heads around an individual enterprise that he actually owns something. I'm sorry. It's athletic talents and people that show those gifts. You have a business? Yeah. Okay, I do too. I, right? I, I, and I understand that aspect. I really, truly do. But there seem to be a lack of value, period, for humanity. And that's where I have my issue. It's not that you Would it have been the same issue if Michael Jordan would have said this about his, his basketball team? Yes. I oh, mean, like, stop it. You I, know damn well oh, people wouldn't have taken it this far. They wouldn't have taken it this far. So but they would have why? been mad at your boy. Because you, my, they've always been mad. Michael Jordan's not a good example. They've always been mad at your boy. They've always said he well, hasn't walked the line. They've always said that he hasn't really been loud for the cause and they've always had an issue with him when he had during the 80s when he and or even early 90s when he and even magic johnson for that case had such a huge platform they felt like they should have did more okay but the cause doesn't have to always attach to the issue the issue here is a power dynamic that our real the crux of all this problem is we don't have enough representation at the ownership level that's it so we're putting unnecessary pressure on certain owners sure. and not enough on other owners sure. and that's what it is it's an unbalanced playing field well and i and the, the the issue is this and if you listen to me i always say this for our folks black folks whatever folks whatever minority wherever there's a disparity you need money and you need resources to make a difference that's yeah. the only way that you can move in this world now we're to. cooking i know i'm with you i agree with that but at the same time i still feel as if there that that humanity issue here's the thing you don't it, it doesn't sit with you when someone doesn't respect Respect humanity. I got a heart. You got a heart. You got a tinkle. I got a tinkle. You got a kid. I don't have a kid. You got to get up. You got to walk. What are all the things, the basic things? Jessica, our producer, is a human. I got to treat her like a human. I can't treat her like an object. To me, at the end of the day, you don't run a business that way. Look, I'm I'm, I'm out to make money. Yeah. I'm not out to keep you employed at, at, to the detriment of my bottom line. I understand that, the basic dynamics of a business. But then what about that? The simple, simple respect that you have for a human being, which I felt with his statements seemed to to disappear. They didn't matter. I can see why someone takes it that way. I can see where someone is not taking it that way as well and saying, you know what? He does own this, and I am a part of this ownership but not partnership. Like there is a ownership representation in that dynamic. It just is what it is. I'm simple like this. And I get into a lot of discussions like this with my wife and my friends. And we, and they're, they're always like, dude, this doesn't phase you. And I'm like, no, you know why? Because I only add, I'm not sitting there subtracting. I see this a lot happening in today's culture because of Twitter, because of social media, because you can know what your neighbor really thinks about you. People get distracted from the course of action because they care about who doesn't agree with them instead of who does. Mm-hmm. So when I went into a stadium, I don't care if you boo me because mm-hmm. I'm counting the 5, 10, 50, mm-hmm. 20, 30,000 people who are cheering for me. Mm-hmm. And I just make that number grow instead of worrying about the others on the other side. You never get anywhere talking about where you don't want me to go because you are not supporting me who cares so my respect is a narrow focus on who is trying to fuel my opportunity not those who are trying to extinguish it why care but does that seem selfish that you like do you that goes back to my original question oh it is it is okay good you know why why because selfish and selfless have one thing in common talk to me self 
So uh, y'all get y'all miss me with this whole oh you only think about yourself. Hello, that's how you miss me. <laughs> y'all miss, miss me. Miss me. That's how you grow me. it. It got to start with you. You got to have that capacity first you, before you can grow it. I look, but I also know that you have to have your heart has to make you feel some type of way, or 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 you have to feel. Um, moved, inspired, whatever the case may be, you you fill in the blank to want to do something different. If you don't feel that, then that's your prerogative. But right. I do feel a certain type of way when I see something happening that just isn't right. Like, I mean, that ain't right. Let's do something about it. Okay. But then you said what we got to do about it Makes is that money. we, <laughs> this country was built. It's amazing. Like, you know, the, the historical lessons that we have learned uh, through our educational system, this country was built on two things. It was built on wealth. And territory. Like, just be real. Capitalism. Like, we forget context. Context matters. This country was not built based on racism. But that doesn't they mean built it. it's right. I'm not saying it's right. I'm saying know the game that you're playing. You got to know the rules before you can win the game. So you got to know the game you're playing Okay, first, so once right? you know the game you're playing so you can win the game, then you can go back and be different. It's amazing that people love change. a Jay-Z. That's what I'm asking. It's amazing when Jay-Z comes out with an album, 444, and everybody's like, oh, that's so introspective. No. All he did was that. read the instruction manual, I and it did. took him 10 albums to do it, and respect for him for finally getting there. But damn it, that's what this is day one. Yeah. Don't we know that? You fight over apartments you renting, you gang banging on corners you don't own. Like, I understand. Like we all know our issues, and it's a collective issues. I'm not even talking about outside our community, but what I'm saying is, let's grab this wealth, let's enlighten people. The thing that changed me to make me not want to be gangster and all that craziness is I got exposures, mm-hmm. and that exposures came from opportunities and sure. resources. We got to keep that alive instead of just talking about it. Oh, you know, I often tweet, don't don't get distracted, stay focused. And I talk about that in our current country climate, our political climate, 100%. I think that tweets by whom, by the, the leader of this country often distracts people. Oh, that's all it did. It, it took Kaepernick's cause, and and, and and it made it divided. Yeah. And it also, it also got people to... Isn't it amazing? You got Jerry Jones out there in that nice suit kneeling for the cameras yeah, like, because it's anti-Trump. And he, and he should know he should be up there having his son clean his glasses. He don't want to be. <laughs> he don't want to be down there doing that. Look, my no. point is, is that I agree with you. We can't get distracted. We often get distracted. Oh yeah. But it surely is frustrating to live in a world in which you feel suffocated and you feel frustrated and you don't feel like you have any hope. So your your answer, and I'm not saying that everyone feels that way, but if I had to go to work, I could understand why Jadavian Clowney wore uh, a jail suit today. Oh, okay. That's fine. And look, that 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 expression of how I feel, how you made me feel, truthfully, Give is not changing me. that dynamic. Nope. And, and so, therefore, why go through that step? Because that step is just letting you know, hey, you made me feel this certain way. I can say that to you. I can show you that to you. And that's what he's doing. But you know what you're going to also do? Tell me if I'm wrong, Jadavian. Are you still going to play? Of course. Are you still going to grab those resources and that wealth and then try to add it up to something better for you and yours? What about that simple expression, just being an expression, but then still have a plan? I mean, I'm saying what I'm saying like is that. that it's okay to express yourself to say that you're not happy. You know that, right? I do know that, but I. You're saying that just is a distraction. I, I, I'm just saying, where does that materialize? What does it do? Like I always, Grandma said, the way you going in is the way you coming out. Right. I got to know my end game before I even start this game because if I don't even know what I'm doing, what's my goal? Like, is my goal to upset Mr. McNair? Is my goal to right. make Bob McNair mad at me? Like, right. or him to be under a different enlightenment? Right. Whatever it is. Or is my goal to help my people? Like, what's your goal? Like, because this is so funny because I grew up in an era where there was no social media. Then I played in an era where there was no social media. Then all of a sudden that took off. And then now everyone... This is what I see. Everyone feet 
their feet stop moving because their fingers can move now. Oh, yeah. So people can do this. Twitter fingers. You, you, you can snapshot everything yeah, and say, I'm about this and give me some retweets, some likes. And I'm like, but please, have you been on those streets? And I'm not saying anyone hasn't. Have you been on those streets where those people are sitting there like, Hey, dog, I don't even got an Instagram account. Yeah. I ain't even got a Twitter. Yeah, I don't know what that I is. I don't even know what you're doing up there in the jail suit and you over there beefing with your owner. How come you don't make that owner? Forget the jail suit. You walk in there and say, before I put this jail suit on and embarrass you, owner, you need to write this check for my, my community. Right. How about that? Yeah. Like, that's just me. Now, there's a lot of lanes. And by the, the way, and by the way, he probably do that now because he feels ah. so, so guilty for what he did or however, or whatever he wants to make amends, if you will. And so that was, right. and I said that about 20 minutes ago, the initial play should have been, Hey, yeah. we can shake hands. We can do this like you're gentlemen right. or get into some gangster. Right. Do you want this PR? You're right. You're right. That's I just, awesome. I just wish you'd use your voice a little more. instead of trying to act like nothing phases you and be so damn selfish. I'm talking to you right I now. Know, I'm right, my you use your voice with your damn selfish self, <laughs> selfless, selfish, uh, which <laughs> don't, I love it. Don't beep that out. <laughs> right, right, right. Leave that over there. Um, Marcellus Wiley is two forty. You got to go to work. I'm giving you ten minutes to get your uh, crackers. You just don't have nothing else to say. You ain't got. I, I do want to. No, I do want to do. I do want to do a snackable, a snackable be honest thirty, which is like thirty seconds of truth. But we're it'll probably be a little longer. Uh, Marcellus yeah. Wiley is going to do uh, a be honest thirty. Lunchables? Would you say? <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to be petty. That's a lie. <laughs> that means you do. Definitely. I don't like to be petty. That means you are petty. You ain't slick. <laughs> sometimes people call me Petty LaBelle. Sometimes they call me Petty McMurphy. That's so good. And sometimes petty they call LaBelle. me Petty Crocker. Um, <laughs> what you petty about? Let me hear this. Petty Pendergrass. Oh, they are on you. But I want to bring up something. <laughs> you know you cheated. On? The race. A oh, boy, stop. <laughs> <laughs> Now we talking about something. Here we go. Here comes the inmate. Not just kidding. <laughs> you imagine. Um, you cheated, Carrie. I, I know. I seriously. I can't believe you. I know. I I want to. I want to give my my point of view. All right. Let me listen to this. From oh. my side, you were rolling. You were trying to get a rolling start. Oh, oh, you forgot like half the race in the first race and all that. But do you? I don't want to cut you off. That's wrong. Disrespectful. <laughs> let me hear this. I already know what happened, and I, I, a lot of people were to blame. You ready? <laughs> go ahead. Because okay. you re- you're ready. I, I thought it was my 30 seconds. Go, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Um, you're not the first person to blame. The first person to blame is whoever set up the race. It became a marketing machine, and it became big business. Respect. I didn't want a dollar from this. I said, look, don't pay me to do this. Just make sure you make some money and donate to charity. ESPN LA, go ahead and have fun with it. And they made bank. They turned this joke of Keyshawn Johnson and me racing into some real dollars. Respect. Wait, wait for me to give back and Keyshawn to give back. We got there and we had a race, a race on a football field, supposedly, uh, 40 yards, right? And that race was supposed to have a certain set of rules. Mm-hmm. Now, even if you don't know the rules, there's football rules, track rules. Okay, I get that because some people were caught off because no one explicitly said what they were. Every race has two things. You got to have a finish line and a way to objectively say in competition who won that race. They played it cheap. All they had to do was get a damn camera. They talking about a laser. You know what that could have meant? My toe, my finger, my nose, my hair, whatever. It could have been a fly, a bug. Whatever crosses a laser is not the same as if you ever seen the Olympics. What did they have? Yeah, yeah. Photo finish. Yeah, they have a photo finish. Huh? And then let's get to the start. Oh, my carry champion. 
Yeah, about show. Uh, on your mark, get set. Marcellus, hurry up. Uh, go. Bleep whistle. What the heck? Okay, all right, we're going to do this again, Carrie. I, and I remember asking you on the way up, I said, what's your cadence? And you were like, what you mean my cadence? I said, how are you going to set us off? Did I have any instruction? <laughs> I, I was trying to give it to you right then. You were like looking at but me like how that. You, how you, See? the runner, going to give me instruction? I thought she, I went over it with Amanda, the producer. Oh, no, you did not make that Is that, that marketing? <laughs> yes. I went over with Amanda, uh-huh, once the again. producer. Oh, uh, here we go again. And she was like, yeah, that sounds great to me. <laughs> okay, respect. <laughs> respect. <laughs> I'm going to let that live because that's, that should have been killed then. But it was. <laughs> she, went, she told me, she's like, Carrie, that sounds great. I was that like, sounds great. You. Yeah. On your mark, get set. Marcellus, hurry up. Go. <laughs> Bleep. <laughs> what the hell was that? And then afterwards, she told me she thought I did a phenomenal job as well. I and think so, you did under the, under the circumstances uh, and with no instruction. Uh, look. The first race, it was a photo finish. I don't know who he won. I won. I, I've i seen pictures where it looks like he won, uh-huh. but then I've seen pictures where my chest crosses and look like I won. Regardless. Second race, everybody know I won. Uh-huh. We ain't even going to talk about the second race, so we're going to go back to the first race. And tell me this, Carrie. This is my last point on it. <laughs> when have you ever seen in a football game, let's go here, you go to fourth quarter and the game ends and it's a tie, and they say, let's go, let's go to overtime. Yeah. And then the team that wins in overtime, they say, no, 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 no. You know what? We're going to go back to the fourth quarter and say who should have won then. That's what they did in this race. I beat that boy in overtime, and they're going to go back to the fourth quarter and say, well, I think he well, may why, have won. Why Ooh. with all the money they made, how come they didn't have any rules in place? Who didn't think about the post? Who didn't think about the particulars? Who didn't think about the devil in the details? Is that my job? No, that's not true. That's well, Tommy why, Lamb. Well, <laughs> I'm calling out names and numbers. I'm from football. I don't give a damn. Tommy Lamb, you let me down, brother. You didn't get the camera at the phone. I would have. I will be out here celebrating more. And still half of, half the world still knows that I won, and yeah. half the world still says I won. But you was on Twitter going off on me, such a low blow to go off on the woman who just d- dump in. Hi, Carrie. I was minding my business. I was literally walking around 710 LA, minding my business. Like, are you available today? I'm like, sure, why not? <laughs> like, I'm minding my business. And you, Tommy, go find Tommy. Uh, oh, yeah, look, I'm still looking for Tommy for that. Because he took away my shine fully. Like, I still get a lot of shine. Oh. For it to be that close, I'm racing the receiver for you- number one overall. Do you, do, you, do you hear ego right now? Huh? Do, do you, I hear? Yeah. But did I actually want to race it? I'm just telling you about I'm it. I'm racing a receiver, former number one. He took away some of my shine. I still get some shine. No, I still beat him. That's Let the me thing. Ask you, so, I didn't think I was going to beat so him. So these bragging rights in the streets is all you care about. I wanted to really beat him because track is my heart. Uh-huh. Like, you know this. Don't uh-huh. do that. Don't uh-huh. look at me like that. Uh-huh. And he tried uh-huh. to take away my heart. I don't care about the football and all that. I just played that because I was big and can run. I love track. I'll race anybody right now and lose some uh-huh. and win uh-huh. some. But I won that one, and that's what's important. You know, um, I think you might need therapy. Because <laughs> I ain't got over this race. <laughs> you, <laughs> you ain't lying. I got all in. You uh, you did. You lost 100 pounds. <laughs> I see what you said. There. You up here ate a salad a day. He you had, said that. And, and then y'all were just, it was, it, was real, it was serious. It was serious. And you know what? It made me scared. Don't ever, don't ever challenge me. Like, first of all, I hung up the cleats, spikes, everything. I, I'm done. I okay. was surprised I didn't get hurt. Yeah, me and too. because <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> and since I didn't get hurt, I'm never doing that Praise again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Thank you, uh, Marcellus Wiley. I love you. You're so love crazy. You, That's you. And, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah, that's mm. you. I'm on that. Uh, thank you for joining us. On be honest. I like it. Thanks for listening to Be Honest with Carrie Champion. For more great podcasts, check out ESPN.com slash PodCenter.